Sam Rossiano and Michael Lucas. Gonna be seeing some stuff and you're gonna fucking love it. This is Emsolation. What advice would you give your teenage self, Michael Lucas? You're gay. Well, it's pretty easy. <laughs> you can do it. If you're worried you can't do it, I'm here to tell you, you can. You can't be unhappy when you're stuffing that in your mouth. You're in Emsolation. And if that soundbite doesn't get used in our new intros, I don't know what is up or down. Hello, lovelies. Welcome. It's been a strange all week. Thanks for sticking with us. You're just following us whenever we release. We just, you know, it's obviously the election week. It's a moving beast. As I speak to you now, um, I'm waiting to hear what Pennsylvania's votes are because that could decide the whole thing. It is 9.38 a.m. Friday morning, just so you know. Friday morning, the... 6th of November. Shit, it's the 6th of November already. Even though this year feels like it has gone for a century, I'm still surprised it's November. And I'm thinking about just embracing Christmas early this year, like getting in the spirit, just decorating my house, just completely immersing myself in something frivolous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just a bit of a false lifting of spirits, a bit of tiz. I do love decorating though. I'm not a big fan of Christmas colours. I don't like red and green together. Is that strange? So I usually do like a pastel bush Christmas. I I have a lot of pinks and greens and light blues and yeah, a lot of banksias. Sometimes I don't even have a tree. Sometimes I have like, I'm one of those horrible people that does like twigs that have been sprayed and and glitter put on them. I saw this great thing online actually. It was a Christmas tree that you could, it was, you could stick it on a wall. So it was like, I used to be one of those people that was like, no, the tree has to be real. That is horrible. How can you do – and now I'm like, nah, bring on the plastic tree. Bring on the brightly coloured – oh, my God, that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to bloody go to Kmart and I'm going to buy Christmas decorations. Yes! They do really good ones. I'm going to do like psychedelic – okay, what's my theme? What's my theme? Um, This year I'm going to do psychedelic rural – okay, 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 okay. Rural psychedelic bush Christmas. Rural psychedelic bush – although rural and bush kind of – Rural, psychedelic, um, like, oh, what am I looking for here? I think I want it to be kind of earthy but in your face, kind of like Jason Momoa wearing a sparkly leotard. Okay, that's that's who we are. That's Actually, that's my sexual orientation now. I've just decided my personal brand and my sexual orientation is Jason Momoa in a sparkly leotard. He's Aquaman, in case you don't know, go Google him. He's married to Lisa Bonet, who used to be Denise on the on um, the Cosby show, and he's Zoe Kravitz's stepfather. And can you imagine, sometimes I think about Zoe Kravitz, Lenny Kravitz, Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa all in the same room, just like being impossibly cool. And just do they even speak or do they still exist on each other's vibes and they just like make meaningful eye contact and flick their incredibly quiffed dreads? I really do think about being in the room with them a lot and how sweaty and awkward and shiny I would be and just weird just looking at them all. (laughs) How did we – Get to the Kravitz Momoa Christmas party. Anyway, okay, that's my vibes. I'll take pictures. It's been a funny old time, hasn't it? The magical unicorn of death was right in her prediction that there's going to be a hot mess and we wouldn't have a president on the day, but I feel like, you know, maybe Biden's going to come through. I don't know. Maybe hopefully by the time you're listening to this, there's been an answer. I don't want to talk too much because I don't want to be that out of date, but – I have found it hard to kind of function properly and I've been putting so much energy. It's like when my husband watches the Tour de France, he's like, he's up, he's studying all the stats. This is my Tour de France. 
this election, this all this coverage. I've been loving having CNN on because I love Wolf Blitzen. Yes, mainly because I think it's a great drag name, but I do love him. Uh, how have you all been feeling about it all? I mean, well done on sticking with us if you don't give a shit about US politics. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't worry. Today we talk about the Goop Christmas list and it's pretty exciting. There's some really amazing stuff on Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Christmas list. We also talk about a new Netflix show, Queen's Gambit. Have you watched it yet? So good. I love the Queen's Gambit. I've been doing a lot of television. I've been watching a lot of Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. For those of you who watch Housewives of Beverly Hills, did you see that Erica is splitting up with old mate, the Erin Brockovich lawyer? Fair enough. She's 50. He's 80. I, I mean, she, she did her time. She did 22 years. I still like Erica. I'm only up to the end of season seven, though. I don't know if my mind's going to change, but I like Erica. I like her vibes. I like her gay glam squad. Breathe him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been off my head this week and I've had a coffee with no food yet. So um, waiting to hear. Enjoy today's episode. It's been a crazy old week. There's now a Spotify playlist that Marcella has put together. Remember that Marcella runs the social media for Emsolation Podcast. So make sure you're following. Make sure you're supporting my eldest child. We're so close to 10,000 followers. And you know what happens when you get 10,000 followers on Instagram? You get a swipe up link in the stories. Imagine all the great content and places my daughter will send you when we get that. At Emsolation Podcast. Make sure you're following. But the playlist is there. She's going to add to it again today. We've asked you all to talk about your walkout song. The playlist is for walkout songs. If you were named President of the United States, what is the song you would take to the stage to in your victory strut? Some of your songs have been fucking hilarious. Like, honestly, wet ass pussy, honestly, you would walk out to that. Go and look at the list. And when you read the list, the Spotify list, and I'm going to try and get her to make an Apple Music one too because I know you're not all on Spotify. Think about it in the context of walking out on the stage having won the US presidential election and think about the song that's there. It's quite funny. And it's been great. You've all taken part, so don't forget to support my child, okay? All right, I'm going to go now. I'm going to bring Michael in. It's a fun episode. High energy as always. Thanks for being here. It's a weird old Friday afternoon and I'm in your ears on a Friday. What's going on? All right, play the music. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Okay, so we just want to acknowledge straight off the bat, this may be out of date by the time you hear it. I hope it's out of date by the time you hear it. I sincerely hope there is game-changing news. (laughs) I hope the game-changing news comes while we're recording. Yeah. That's what's, I've got CNN on in the background. I just better turn it down. I've got Wolf Blitzen and Anderson Cooper on my screen, as it should be. I miss them. I should probably just watch CNN all the time. But I do look forward to seeing Wolf's little – like I feel like Wolf has been the same age my whole life. Yeah, I can't ever remember him not having a silver beard. No, remember, it's like Phil Donahue. Like he was the same age my whole – Betty White's been the same age my whole life. Oh, Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. <laughs> she was never a young woman. No, I feel like probably Wolf came out of the womb looking like Father Christmas with a neat, gay Father Christmas though because he's so neat and trim. Not that Wolf's gay. I would love to see him young actually. It's often, I find it quite shocking to see Joe Biden young. Hotty McHot hot. We're really hot. <laughs> so hot. I'm not surprised he's good looking. He's got such a warm face. Mm. He has a nice smile. So speaking of, at the time of recording, it's Friday morning. You guys will be listening Friday Arvo if you're one of our keen off the bats. Um we are waiting desperately for Pennsylvania to announce because if Biden takes Pennsylvania, 
it's all over Red Rover. There's Pennsylvania, but an unbelievable final run. There's also Georgia is agonizingly close, Arizona, oh. Nevada. Oh. And some people would even say North Carolina, although that's pretty clearly yeah. going to go to Trump. But Trump. to have four states come down to the wire is astounding and terrifying. Two of those red states too. like Exactly. There could be some major flippage going on. Um, Trump has released the first all-caps press release I've ever seen from a president. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. I mean, that's another thing I have in common with Trump. I do love an all-caps text message. Yeah. (laughs) You cop them a lot from me or just certain parts of the text are capped, like, you know, just little words. You also love to send an audio message and I feel like I can see (laughs) Trump doing that too. Yeah, well, you can't keep audio messages, so no one can hold me to anything I say, so <laughs> I like them. But he he has basically said, if you, in the press release, in all caps, if you, and so he would have been dictating the press release, like, right? Imagine being the, the little intern, he's taking the notes, and he's going, no, I want it in all caps. And he's like, oh, sir, can't we just, <laughs> no, all caps. <laughs> Shit. I know how to speak to my people. And to be fair, he clearly does. I mean, we're all just. Oh, mate. He clearly does. He really does. does. But it says basically, I'm the president if you count the legal votes. I'm not the president if you include the illegal votes. Important to note, there is no illegal votes here in contest. All the votes they're counting were postmarked pre-election. Some states like Pennsylvania, which was so great, they've always had the rule that they you get three days after the election to count the mail-in ballots. That's been in place forever. And a lot of those mail-in and ballots come from the military. Correct. I mean, he's basically <laughs> saying we have to nullify our armed services yes. overseas. My God. I know. And so the, the governor of Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf, who I instantly was drawn to because he reminds me of Stephen Keaton from Family Dies, the dad. Oh, he, yeah, <laughs> he really is like that. Yeah, I instantly liked him. He's also a Democrat, so obviously on our team. And um, he just said, guys, uh, first of all, we're all good. The count is totally legal. We're doing it as we always do. Calm the fuck down. You'll get the results when we're done. It was the most brilliant slapped out of the president uh-huh. I've, I've seen in a long time. He was so calm. We will continue to administer free and fair elections in Pennsylvania. Let me be clear. In Pennsylvania, every vote is going to count. I'm going to fight like hell to protect the vote of every Pennsylvania. But the insanity of the time is that like in Arizona, Trump is making ground. And so mm. uh, weirdly, he, <laughs> it's ended up with a situation where he's got protesters yelling out, stop the count. But if they did stop the count, like he would lose his chance of getting ahead there. It's like in some <laughs> states know. he needs it to stop and in some states he needs it to, con- to continue. It's a really different. What? So in that respect, it's actually quite lucky that there's yeah. multiple states with them in, in different positions. And lucky for us that, that Joe Biden is is gaining in most of them and there's only one that he's looking like it's wobbly. Yeah. But they need to kind of keep their chance fluid. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they need do. to just check. Yeah. yeah. Stop the vote counting unless he's ahead. <laughs> Count the votes if he's behind. Like they need, they really need to be on top of where they are and what they're chanting. It's quite confusing being a Trump supporter at the moment. <laughs> Open the vote. Check it's his. If it is his, count it. If it isn't, it's illegal for sure. If it's a Biden vote, it's illegal. 
Like it, they really, and I just, they're so confused, all of them. It's, and they constantly have to check because it's so close. Mm. Their chance could change within minutes depending totally. where they are because it's up and down. What is ahead? Keep counting. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> so, I mean, I really feel for the Trump supporters, you know, that their brain cell count is questionable at best. So this would be tough. But, I mean, turning up to polling booths with guns, did you ever think as a vote counter, do you think they ever thought they would be like putting their lives on the line because they're counting votes? Oh, terrifying. But I love how Biden said, I'm not declaring victory, but we've won. <laughs> that is not a direct quote, just let everyone know. Should no, Fox News said- pick up it? Should they be listeners of the podcast? I'm not here to declare that we've won, but I am here to report when the count is finished, we believe... We will be the winners. I'm not claiming victory, but I think we're going to win. Unlike some, <laughs> he should have said, with with and got Kamala to come on with some side eye. I've got a weird kind of countryman pride in Rupert Murdoch today. Not something I ever thought I'd say. Why? But, oh, well, I know why. Because because Trump rang him and said, "Get Fox News, which is obviously Trump's news channel. May as well be called Trump News." Mm. They called what they call Arizona for Biden. Yeah, they called it really early, and it actually is looking like it was a dubious call. Like it, yeah, it looks like it was yeah. a mistake to call it. So he's rung Rupert and said, "Get them to retract! How dare you!" And Rupert said, "Soz Donny, not retracting." Mm. So Rupert went up against Donald Trump, and there was a weird part of me that was like. Oh, yes, he's Australian. But then I remembered all the other atrocities he's committed. (laughs) And it has led to the protesters in Arizona chanting out, shame on Fox News. I know, down with Fox News. I'm like, guys, it's very, it is, oh, my God, how confusing for them. Again, the one news network they can count on to not spread fake news has let them down. God. Oh, man, I'd love to believe that this is all just the last stand of Trump, but I know it's not going to be. I know it's going to be there. And and also, if he does go out this narrowly, and we should just say this narrowly in the Electoral College, not in the popular vote, where Biden's already up no. over 4 million and going to keep going. Yeah. He's probably going to end up having in the popular vote, similar to what Kevin Rudd had over John Howard, which yeah. in Australia, we saw that as a landslide. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, there's a horrifying chance that he would run again in 2024 if he goes out. Of course he will. He 100% will. But that's if he's not in jail okay. because, remember, he loses his presidential immunity yeah. once he's not president and can be prosecuted for it because, obviously, Kavanaugh put in that caveat that you can't prosecute a sitting president. So once the presidential immunity comes off, I think Donald Trump's going to be tied up in court cases for a very long time. <laughs> I don't know that he's going to have time like to. You'll be getting out the popcorn too from that tone in your voice. Oh, I can't wait. We've gone past the nauseated, anxious. I mean, I've just, I've got no more anxiety left to have nah, it right now. Neither. I'm just waiting. I do, one phrase that has popped up that is that now I reckon the defining word of 2020 is doom scrolling, which began. Oh. It was a. <laughs> what do you mean? It was a term that was coined in 2018, apparently, but it's taken off this year. It just means staring at your social media feed, flipping through, (laughs) waiting for news, doom scrolling. And more and more, like we started doing it in the pandemic and now 2020 has just been the year of the doom scrolling. You just sit there looking at the end of the world, (laughs) waiting for updates. It is, it defines the year for me. Doom scrolling. I love that. Yeah, you do it in the night. You do it (laughs) instead of sleep. Correct. Because I don't sleep. I doom scroll. I've slept really well the last two nights and gone to bed early because I'm expending so much energy during the day. <gasps> Biden speaking. Biden speaking. Oh, God. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just going to – no, keep going, keep going. We're live, but we'll keep following. <laughs> um, so 
what we want basically is everyone listening out for Biden to take Pennsylvania by more than 100,000. That's what we want. Um, I'm so distracted because Biden's... <laughs> You've got to switch it off. Step away. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. The other thing I want to talk about today, just to have give everyone a little break, and it's a real break. And I, but I also should say, weirdly, last night I actually did manage to stop thinking about it and watch television and everything like that. So weirdly, I have gone to a phase where I can step away. Don't understand why. Yeah. So last night we both watched a great Netflix show, and people kept sending it to me. And you love it, you love it. And generally, that turns me off watching something because I always go, like, "Don't tell me what I love." You don't know what I love. I love every. I have a rich tapestry of TV taste. I watch Vikings. I watch period drama. You don't know. You don't Turns know. Turns out they were right. They, they were all right. Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Tell the readers of life how it feels to be a girl. Among all those men. I don't mind it. Chess isn't always competitive. Chess can also be... Beautiful. First of all, when it was Queen's Gambit, I'm like, oh, great. It's like, yeah, it's another Queen. It may be another Queen Elizabeth movie because the world needs that. Yeah. Original. But then did you not feel a little bit let down when you realised it wasn't that? No, when I found out it was a female chess prodigy, I was even more excited. I have to say that I have several theories about why this is in some ways the ultimate M. Rossiano piece of entertainment, but continue. (laughs) I can't wait to hear. So it's basically, it follows Beth Harmon, who is a female chess prodigy in, in the 50s and 60s. Women didn't play chess then. And she overcomes like a tough childhood and she's trying to become the best in the world, very basically. The lead actress looks like kind of a really exotic kind of Eastern Bloc version of my daughter. So there's kind of the – she looks like Marcella. Ruby red hair. Yeah, and the big eyes and like wide set eyes. Like there's a lot of similarities. But um, this actress, she, and Anya Taylor-Joy, I think that's her name, she's incredible. But is that the kid or the – I'm only up to the kid part. Oh, she's the, the older girl. Okay. So when you – in episode one, the you know, when they – they're in the hotel room and the woman wakes yeah, up yeah, and she, yeah. that's her. And you you haven't got to her yet, but the woman who plays her mother, her adopted mother, yeah. uh, Alma Wheatley, Mario Hellier, she directed, can you ever forgive me, and A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. Yeah, yeah oh my God, I had no idea. And I really like her performance too. She's like a drunk stepmom with a lot of like pain beautiful. in her past. Oh. And she's just, she kind of reminds me of the mum and Muriel's wedding. It's got that same tender, tragic air that it's just beautiful. She plays it. So, oh, I just, I'm mesmerised by the mother. Mm. And Dudley from Harry Potter, the, the tubby cousin, he's in it as well. Yeah. Wake up, cousin! We're going to the zoo! Can I just say the set design and the costuming is the most delicious they must have spent. Oh, an absolute fortune. Oh. <laughs> I know. I had someone who works in television and who is endeavouring to make a version of a period show at the moment. I just look at some of these productions and think how, like it's just every once in a while they'll just, well, we'll just casually go to the shops and then they'll walk down these massive <laughs> street know. scenes with about 800 cars into a full <laughs> department store. How? <laughs> so much cash. And they did that in this. Yes, they go, they walk down out in the street where all the 50s, the old cars are there, the whole department store has been set up. This whole, this whole schools have been built mm. and it's just, it's like Mad Men meets the crown in terms of visual. It's just a feast. Like if you go no further than the set design and the costuming, I was sitting there just the whole time going <gasps> like that. I knew you were going to, when I started to get into it, I started thinking, oh my God, this is going to hit him <laughs> so hard. And like the fact that it's about a passionate but misunderstood mega nerd who might have a bit of a drug dependency. I'm not giving too much away. This is all like, I mean, could you get 
a combination because oh. you stir because you put if you're putting you. in the ingredients. I mean, or basically, yeah. if a buff Viking showed up in this, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh. But if it did, <laughs> you'd be sold. And there's bits where she's <laughs> awake at night, staring at the roof, imagining chess moves, and honestly, <laughs> I, I think of you, insomniac, sitting there envisioning breakfast radio politics or something. I don't mean always. I don't. I felt, again, my ability to make stuff about myself is Olympic level. <laughs> Watching this chess prodigy from the 50s, I did feel a kinship with her. Yeah. I, the, the whole time I'm watching going, oh, my God, yes. And the thing I love about this is that a limited series has got a hard end. It's not going to be cancelled because Netflix decide it's not good enough. Mm. So many shows I've invested in that have been thrown to the wayside. Well, Netflix is developing a real – suddenly the game plan of Netflix is becoming clear that they, there's no incentive for them to keep making shows after about three seasons or whatever. So mm. they really mm. do kill things off pretty quickly. But yeah. that's why the this short series is you feel yeah, safe. Yeah, this is good. I know there's a hard end coming. I know that I'm going to get resolution. I think it's got about seven or eight episodes. But I, ch- I can't – it's something you can recommend to your nana and your teenage daughter. It's mm. that weird combination of – it's chess. It's, anyone can watch chess, but also there's so many applications in life, you know, the moves and the, and the ca- calculating and the cunning, but then it's also kind of beautiful and just watching her with her big eyes take on all the men. She gets a period just, when she's hoping to compete. I mean, could you get a more Emrosiano oh. plot twist? She gets her period unexpectedly. It's a floodgate. She doesn't know how to use a tampon. She puts toilet paper in her undies. Oh, I did that <laughs> in a similar circumstance. Not at a world chess championship. I was like in maths and like Mr. Lindsay was oh, – no, Mr. Lindsay was our English teacher. You're in my English class. I remember getting it. It was towards the end of the day and I had our white and light green school dress on. Mm. I had to catch the bus home and I had to sit, as I've said in my stand-up shows, I had to not let my bum touch the faux beige suede bus seat. Oh, um, so I had to hover. sit in a semi-squat, for fi- hovered for 15 minutes. Thank God you had the, the, the athletic prowess and the strong thighs that you have. Yeah. The hottest guy in school, Chris Cornell, sat behind me because he got off on the stop after me. So the whole time I'm walking down the bus aisle with my jumper and my backpack very low, covering the explosion on the back of my dress. Oh, wow. And then the walk home, I waddled. It was leaking down my leg. And that was the first time. I've heard women tell stories of their first periods like, oh, it was just a little oh, a little light pink spot. I'm like, oh, mine was a fucking flood. <laughs> It feels right that get, it was, though. How did we get to my period? Because it chess? happened in the Queen's Gambit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so um, we both recommend. Are you so you're only up ep one. Yeah, but it, no, I've watched two. But it does. Oh. Um, she's with the adoptive family now. Oh, not giving good. much away. Oh, I suppose that no. is giving something away. Sorry. Nah, not really. Not what really. I love about it is that as a TV show, it's unusually like completely 100% committed to following her perspective. Like it's not like there's subplots that go out in other directions or anything like that, or at least as Afraid. far as I've watched, you stay with her. She's the center yes. of every scene, which is really, really yes. rare. And there's, and I don't know, it's just a really good antidote to the, to the doom scrolling at the moment. I know. And also there are certain times where I was expecting some kind of of writing that I was predicting, oh, this is going to happen. We're going to, we've got to build up to this disaster so she can redeem herself. But it, the writing's been really kind of gentle on my soul. 
Mm. I haven't felt like uh, there were so many times I was ready to press pause. Like when I'm watching the, the Housewives of Beverly Hills, I know an argument's coming up. I have to screen scroll forward now because I don't have the emotional fortitude to sit through the tension. Oh. Whereas with this show, I just feel like it's more real to life. Mm. They're not they're not building to this massive crescendo in every episode so that she can fall only to get up again. It's also quite a, it's a quiet show as well. Like she yes. doesn't speak much, and there's something about that. that that's really calming too. Queen's Gambit Netflix. Now the last thing I'm want to talk about is the goop christmas list of course you do (laughs) from gwyneth paltrow (laughs) first of all i want to um state from the outset i would like every single thing on that list i clicked it open and the first thing i saw was a four thousand five hundred dollar yeah burgundy chanel suede bag i'm not going to spend that much on your christmas present i'm sorry to say i'm telling you i own two chanel bags i know Um, but do they, you have a burgundy no, suede one? I do love the idea of that suede one. I mean, let's be real. I was working in breakfast radio for a time and getting paid stupid amounts of money. I was very unhappy, so I thought I would spend the pain away. I bought a lot of very expensive handbags and very expensive shoes that no, no longer fit me because my feet went up a size when I got pregnant with Elio. So I've got a cupboard <laughs> full of expensive heels that don't even fit me and don't now fit my children. they're just decorative items. Yeah, and everyone's like, why don't you sell them? I'm like, no, I will look at my Louis Vuittons for the rest of my life. The list appealed to me. I'm not going to apologise. And so many people want to shit on Gwyneth and Goop, but to be fair, yes, there is a $48,000 pyramid commode, but there is also <laughs> an $80 rabbit bullet vibrator. So there's something for every budget. There really was. The, in fact, I, I must admit, I, I was surprised at how many different forms of vibrator she had on style. So, like, it was <laughs> really covering. I mean, there's a lot of different shapes you can put her in there to <laughs> sort yourself out. Well, look, some of my highlights. Um, there is the roll-on perfume, This Smells Like My Vagina. I really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that. That certainly caught my eye. The um, the watermelon bag, which scarily enough had price on uh, – you, you got to find out the price when you go and try and buy it, which is terrifying. Mm. <laughs> but if Gwyneth isn't even putting a price on, it's a Chichia Caban watermelon bag. It's specifically designed to hold a whole watermelon. So when you go to the shops and you're like, oh, God, I just wish I had a leather handbag handmade by a Japanese craftsman to carry my full watermelon in, uh, Gwenny's got you covered. And that was the one if I If only enjoyed. baby had had it in Dirty Dancing is <laughs> exactly all I can say. Exactly, it's the first thing I thought. The gold um, collar and lead bondage set was a lovely touch. I thought that was quite nice. My, my, can I say my favourite? Tell me. It, it's the portable Hey Dewey Gives your face a just emerge from the rainforest glow. So it's like a portable, what is it? It's like a humidifier, I guess, yeah. or something like that, but for your face. Yeah. And then, yeah. but my favourite part about the whole description was <laughs> turn it on during your morning routine when you can't forest bathe. Like, <laughs> you know those mornings where you just can't quite get to the forest? Look, walking to, to the mailbox for me is forest bathing, so I don't That's quite true. need that one. But I do. The descriptions are fantastic. The item I love the most is the post-structuralist vulva colouring book and oh. the explanation, the post-structuralist vulva colouring book demystifies gender and pleasantly confuses your assumptions as you are drawn into its mesmerising 
bricolage of patterns, folds and walls. <laughs> Colour away the false binaries between male and female, words and text, inside and outside, art and nature, as you meditate on the saneness and differences of the vulvas on each page. You will grow to question your interpretation. <laughs> Can you – I'm fascinated by that, though, because it doesn't encourage you then – like, would you stay true to the natural human colours or would you would you sort of do a bit of a rainbow well, evolver? What would happen? What? How would you approach it? Well, look, I mean, when I colour – obviously, I'm right into my adult colouring at the moment. I, I do like to kind of psychedelic with the colours. You it's do. It's kind of boring to stay true to form. I mean, I do love – the front page is George Washington's face reimagined as the inside of a vulva. I mean, where he's – where his forehead might be, a clitoris looms. Oh, so I wow. do enjoy the way. <laughs> I, firstly, I feel like it's a matter of time till I come into your house, open the front door and see an enormous picture of a, as you put it, psychedelic vulva. <laughs> I really want it to happen. And I want you to have, I want you to release an album and possibly have a touring band called the Psychedelic Vulvas. No, you're right. See, can I just demystify something for a moment? You know, you know when you're a kid and you accidentally mention that you like, say, I don't know, owls, yeah. and then for every birthday and Christmas for the rest of your life, you'll get owl-themed pyjamas, owl-themed candles, owl-themed like everything. with vulvas? Is this yes. where you're going? I've become <laughs> the vagina lady. I am not obsessed with vaginas. Like whenever someone does anything remotely vaginal related, I get tagged by my followers. Every day within my social media there will be 200 tags of vagin-related content <laughs> that has reminded people who follow me of me. So I have become the vagina. I just want to say I'm not the vagina lady. I, be, I would be not. proud. No, I no. would step up to the vagina mantle. I don't want to. I, I talk about vaginas so much because I'm trying to normalise it for people. So Exactly. And everyone else is in vagina, vagine denial. <laughs> the whole world is in vagine denial. You're just someone that's willing to talk about it. And because of that, you have become <laughs> M. Rossiano, the face of vaginas. Like, I'll get tagged in vagina earrings, vagina slippers, where you slip your foot into the hole where like it's just yes great about vagina awareness but i don't want vagina merch do you know what i mean i just want you guys to be aware of them to look after them to not put perfume in them to get them checked to have your pap test i don't necessarily want a macrame vagina life-size hanging on my wall i think you need to accept that people have a bit of vagina hunger in their lives that's not being filled. And where are they going to turn to it from? They're going to turn to the woman who went on national television dancing with the vaginas. And, yes, I want to see a psychedelic vagina bit of art. Whose house am I going to see it in? It's not going to be my mum's. Like, honestly... Stop tagging me in the vagina wall at Mona in Tasmania. I've seen it. I'll get sent a picture of that fucking thing once a week. Look, okay, tag me and I'll get it for her for Christmas, everyone. <laughs> no, do not. <laughs> but I would like from Christmas from you the plant wave, which allows my indoor plants to compose music for me via the wave Take it off. What? I wouldn't mind that for Christmas. Thank you, Mary. It allows your indoor plans to <laughs> yep. compose music. By the subtle Actually, electric okay, it's waves. Got me. Like- That's got me. You just gave me an indoor plan. This is perfect. <laughs> I did. Michael and Adrian's house is the most barren, like, 
there's no accessories in there. It kills me. Mm. And so I took them a plant and I said to them, you can't kill it. Its name is Madge and it's a peace lily and I even got you a little watering spritz. Yeah. So you must keep that plant alive. And I'm going to be weekly updates on Madge. You cannot kill Madge <laughs> Set the up a little lily. live stream. No, I promise. <laughs> we could do that actually. I Look, I'll be honest. I was going through group thinking, well, this is going to be easy. This is M's Christmas present. Yeah, sorted 100%. Out. But it doesn't ship for, to Australia, does it? No, but you can find the products in Australia. So don't buy it from oh. Goop. Go and Google the product and it'll tell you where you can buy it locally. Oh, okay. It may come from the company direct. Two people we know are on the list. Um, Zoe Foster Blake's Grow To was on there for her kids' stuff. She made the oh, Goop yeah. list. Yeah. And Flex Mommy, um, a woman, an amazing Sydney DJ, influencer, like activist, she also, her cards, she had these amazing kind of life decision cards. You play with your friends and you ask each other questions, really probing questions. They're on there as well. So oh. I kind of feel like, I know I'm kind of connected. Represent. To Represent. But, yeah, no, I will take, honest to God, anything from the group. I am that old now. I've reached that period of my life where, yep, everything on there. So even the um, checkers in burnt agate marble for 2600 like I didn't. I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks nice. That'll look nice on the on the. What about on the, the aura table. rings? The aura rings appealed to me. I do <laughs> spritz vampire spray every day all over my body. And vampire I bought spray? The, yeah, so that's the one thing I've bought from Goop. When I started Breakfast Radio, I saw it advertised. Basically, if you spray it on you, it keeps the harmful energies. They're called vampire, the energy vampires. And anyone in, in your workplace or your life that steals your energy, if you spray this spray, it repels them. <laughs> So I love I was, that you've been putting it on lockdown with your family. 100%. <laughs> so I've got, I've just about run out of Goop Vampire's energy spray and it was fantastic. Mm. It was really, I was putting on a shield every morning. Didn't work, but smelled. Yeah, I was going to say, anyone who's listened to this podcast has known <laughs> that you have not been immune from bad energy this entire time. Do you know what else I wanted to just briefly talk about? I have been watching a lot of um, home improvement shows, but I have to stop because every time I watch a show about interior design, I want to immediately make over my entire house. I know that doesn't happen to you, but I wonder if that happens to anyone else who listens to this podcast. I'm sure it does. We're, we're, this is one of the areas where we are at the absolute polar ends yeah. of the scale. Like you are crazily keen to redecorate <laughs> and to just redo your house and yeah. I could not care less. But it's bad because last night I legitimately got a quote for whitewashing my ceiling because a woman on the telly did it. And I'm like, oh, I have wooden ceilings and, yes, all the wood in my house does make it feel cluttered. That's what I need. My mum did that. My mum did that. She did it work? Dressing. Was it good? Oh, it looks all right. Yeah, no, oh, it looks okay. nice. I mean, the weird thing is my mum is also fanatical about a, about a home interior <laughs> design as well. So, I don't know. It does feel like I'm spiritually. Yeah. Well, I've got a painter coming here today me. to give me a quote on whitewashing the roofs. And I ordered some blinds, getting some blockout blinds put in the house. Last night from watching one episode of um, Dream Interiors, Four tradespeople got called. <laughs> I can't be trusted. And if I watch like fashion shows, I decide like I need to make over my whole look. If I watch the plastic surgery shows, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll get some Botox put in my <laughs> armpits. Maybe my armpits need Botox. Okay, yeah, I'll look into that. And then I'll – my Google search, you can tell what I've watched on Netflix just by I my Google I sort of get show. it. Like when we watched The Goop Show, I remember thinking, I'd do this. I'd do the oh, psychedelic 100%. thing. I'd go to the orgasm camp. I'm not even a woman. Oh, she died. Going. You know the woman from Goop, the amazing sex warrior? She was like yeah. in her 90. She died yesterday. What? Yes. I'm a professional masturbator. 
It's a cool job. I've learned about it, I've practiced it, I've written about it, I teach it. So you better know I know what I'm talking about. Why do you do what you do? Well, it's so important. It's taking control of your genitals. Any person, male or female, who is sexual, will be a consistent masturbator. It's like your workout. Did do you, you do your exercise today? But she was getting so much vaginal energy. And, I know. Oh. The, well, the vaginal energy kept her going to 90. Good on her. She didn't look 90. She's the one who Oh, coached. yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I think she was 90. Yeah, she was amazing. She looked amazing. But mm. she was the one, for those of you who watched the Goop special that we did talk about on the pod, um, and we'll link to that episode if you haven't heard, you need to. She coached a woman to a climax on the telly. So we watched someone have an orgasm on the telly and this woman was like her orgasm coach. We certainly did. And she was very sort of business-like and procedural about it as she did it. <laughs> she had an assistant too, didn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, she'll feel, be feeling a bit lost today. Valet, Valet. I'm going to look her name up. Goop or live Googling orgasm coach. <laughs> Again, my Google history getting a smashing. Goop orgasm coach, Betty Dodson. Valet, Betty Dodson. Well done, darling. <laughs> I don't know why people think of me as the vagina woman. I'm just going to live Google Goop <laughs> Orgasm Coach. Shit. <laughs> All right, we've got to go. Um, here's hoping the next time we speak we're talking about President-elect Joe Biden. We, we, we hope and pray to Oprah, to the old gods of the new, to Odin, to Mariah. everyone. Mariah, to sure, Jesus, whoever, God, I'll, whatever. Um, just oh, the prof- I know. The but it's also, even if he gets through, he's got to face Mitch McConnell probably in a majority Senate. It's not like, no. it's not it's not the new era or anything like no, that. Trump's we, still going to be doing all caps tweets Correct. and getting. To, and Trumpism is here to stay. Twitter. 63 million Americans oh. endorsed him. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's more than that, I think. I think it's like 68 or something. Yeah. yeah. This doesn't wipe the palate clean of Trump, gang, if he's out. Remember that. He's here. He's got a very big, valid brand now. Oh, and also he's got the hint that, hang on, yep. don't give up on, on the Latino population. Mm. They can. <laughs> they can, yeah, exactly. I know. Even though I marginalised them and I've talked about anti-immigration and wanted Called to build a rapists. wall. Doesn't yeah. matter in the end. If I just accuse Biden of being a socialist, I can win. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, you go. Now you got a busy day. All right. Goodbye. All right, we'll talk later. Bye. This is Emsolation. Thanks so much for listening, bloody legends. Oh, I just I love you guys. I love this community. I love everyone who chooses a podcast that talks about the things I'm exactly interested in. And Michael, US politics, divas, vaginas, goop. Disney, like it's a weird niche combination, but I just love that you guys get it. Thank you for getting it for so long. No one got me and I feel like you guys do and you still choose to show up. (laughs) Have a wonderful next few days and uh, we'll chat again soon, okay? Bye. I'm off to Kmart. I'm going to do my psychedelic. What did I say? Rural. Rural Jura. 30 Rock Easter Egg. I'm going to do my psychedelic Jason Momoa in a sparkly leotard bush Christmas rural. Sure am. Bye, guys. Love you. A Podcast One production.